0: I think that the best thing to do would be to smuggle this this device in and see how much we could bootleg of the Dennis yes. Quaid show. And maybe that's all we do for the Monsters episode. Just, boot, just, boot, just a, a bootleg show <laughs> of Dennis Quaid. <laughs> we figure out what we caught best, you know, a couple yeah. songs. He's an
1: actor oh okay and i guess still he's, an artist actors are artists that's, I guess. that's true he's sure. an artist yeah so he's uh i guess he's gonna be singing some songs oh. I, I only know him was an actor though so this will be interesting to see that's how beautiful how much is the ticket if you don't mind me asking it was like uh we got it from my brother but i think somewhere around 50. dollars. sounds like a good deal yeah. yeah good time especially if he sings you know yeah right it's supposed to be a spectacular show I'm gonna look for him on the Spotify after I drop you off. I'm curious to learn new artists, you know? Yeah, yeah. Dennis Quaid, yeah. Because I'm an artist too, you know? Oh, really? Right. Yeah. What do you play? I play harmonica, a little guitar and piano, but I like to sing, you know? Oh, Vocal nice. singing. Kind of like a pop opera kind of thing, like bocelli.
0: Oh, oh I'm very already. cool.
1: Do you have any original songs or just... I haven't hit the studio yet, because I don't know if I'm good enough.
0: Oh Well, you gotta try
1: But the, the karaoke clubs tell me that I'm doing okay
0: Really? You know, you can
1: get good feedback from karaoke you
0: know? Oh yeah I, I will say that, you know For for the amount of money
1: that these tickets uh, probably were uh, if, 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 if DQ is up there with a the mask on um, I don't think it's gonna be with a mask, no, yeah. way. no way No way Artist, I mean, I would, think, I, I would, I would definitely, um, you know, continue listening I think if I was... Uh, someone to control the public, right? I'll con- maybe control everybody, but not the artist. Mm. Because the artists are uncontrollable. Yeah, but, I heard he's a pretty big prima donna kind of guy, you know? Prima donna? Yeah, I think so. Tell me more about that, if you don't mind. Well, he's the kind of guy who, like, he needs a lot of things a certain way, you know? like. Oh, he, prima donna? You mean an attitude prima donna? Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, I yeah. thought you are talking he's... about prima donna the singer. Uh, no, 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 no. no. I'm sorry, I apologize. that's no, fine. You just don't gotta treat people like that. That's a, that's a big complaint, you know. Like, hey, we get it. You're a big, a big superstar, and we're not. We're just these lowly cogs on this this giant machine. What is that a superstar? First of all, if you don't mind me asking. What's it not? What? No. What is it? A superstar? Because you said superstar. A superstar is someone who is very popular. Um, they're uh, famous, very famous. You know. I so bet you find different definition if you. Someone will say, my Jesus is my superstar. Ah, oh, Jesus is your superstar No, I'm just saying Someone can say that, right? Oh, That's yeah, true. they can say that yeah, yeah. It's a tough yeah. business Yes, oh, yeah It's a, it's a hell of a business it's a, it's a hell of a town, though, too Show business Show business is tough
2: Yeah
1: I haven't been in show business But I think I understand I can only imagine That's why I quit it So. Uh, oh, you did? Yeah, I couldn't do it anymore Oh, gosh What did you do, it, if you don't mind me asking? It, it was tough well, what, okay. No, what did you do? Oh, what did I do? I was like an A and R guy, yes. you know. So I was just, you know, recruiting talent. Oh, uh, I see. Honing talent. Oh, I see. So you are on the business side. Yeah, you know, more of like a, a middleman, you know. I was middleman. Like, That's business.
2: Doesn't I matter. had a,
1: I had a. I had a. I had a gift for uh, an ear. You know, I could. I could listen, and I could kind of say, and you know, go back to a company and say, I think that these guys might be the next. Uh, I see. A big thing. Okay, so you're also like a visionary then. I I would hope so. I think it's a very flattering way to put it, but you know, I was just you know, at the end of the day just trying to feed my kids. Right. You know. Well, then you had to have the, you had the back surgery. So. This is it then? Yeah, mine. That's Dormant. Papa Pro, you know? Yeah Man, I don't okay. want to be alone. All right, I was a little cold too, you know. Right. I'm still cold. You can hear it, me. Lovely. Thank you. I have one Besame Mucho too if you want to listen. Sure. You sure? Yeah. All right. I'm going to go real quick. i kind of have to go too. Is that okay? Yeah,
2: leave to
0: When you have a new call on I've uh, actually been on stage since I was like alone, since I was 19 years old. So, and, uh, I learned to uh, play the guitar when I was 12 and my grandfather bought me my first guitar. Uh, it was in East Texas. I grew up in Houston and this was in East Texas and my grandfather bought me a $15 guitar from where else but Western Auto? Uh, where you have very fun guitars. And the first story I tried to learn was uh, Light My Fire. Not a good song for a beginner because you know you got bar chords and all that stuff. But so I left that off and uh I went to Johnny Cash. Because, I just love Johnny Cash. He's probably my major influence. I mean Elvis was my first influence. Because he's the first person I can remember hearing on the radio and probably the first person I wanted to be. Who didn't want to be Elvis, you know, back then. And uh, that first song I did was actually my, my Elvis song, only he didn't write it, I did. But uh, uh, I write songs like that from influences of people. But John Cash, he, he had uh, simple chords and he wrote story songs, and I love story songs and they survived throughout the uh, decades. And this is probably my favorite and I bet you, you think you know the words to this. And you can sing along if you want because I think that I know the words to this. So that would be some help. So here we go. my soul along these days through, yes, I'll admit that I'm a fool. I remember them getting off the plane, seeing it on the news, you know, uh, in New York. And it was like about four or five months after Kennedy was assassinated. And the whole country was kind of in, in depression, really. It was, it was a dark time for everybody. And uh, it's like a flame had gone out. And the Beatles come in, he relived that, man. And he started the whole 60s and just feeling good again. Which we all needed to do, and it was worldwide. That was a wonderful thing about it. But
2: uh,
0: I, uh, I, I really love the uh, songs of John and Paul. But you know George Harrison, he was a uh, he, he was an incredible songwriter. And they used to just give him like one one song, a uh, an album, and then you know turn it turned into two because there was no holding them back. But it just. Uh, Maybe it's because he wrote himself, or or whatever. It was very reflective, his songs. But he was a deep guy. And I'm looking for my tape but I can't find it. I'll do, I'll do it without If I need to. Here we go. What's that, is
2: a I'll never ever leave me.
0: Just come back and see. How much you mean to me, I'm gonna need you.
2: Said you had a final chip, not you? had a challenge.
0: Oh, yeah, you told me, oh, yeah, you told me, you don't want my loving anymore, that's when it hurt me, feeling like this, I just can't go on anymore,
2: just remember how
0: You know, it was like, and my grandfather, he was uh, actually a Baptist preacher up in East Texas, like ten preaching or something like that. And uh, um, it was, you know, there's a lot of hellfire and brimstone in those, uh, those sermons back then, you know. And uh, it, in fact, we could probably use a little bit more hellfire and brimstone, maybe, I think. I think we're getting it, actually. so <laughs> But uh, anyway, um, my favorite, my favorite story in in, uh, in the Bible. Because thing about Baptists, is that you could go out and raise hell six days a week, and they come in and everything was all forgiven. You know, it was like the perfect, perfect thing for me because I got this good, good man, bad boy thing going on. This is a song about the Prodigal Son, which is my favorite story. And, you know the Prodigal Son story. You know the son says, "Hey, Dad, give me my inheritance." dad does because he loves him. He goes out and he spends it in a year all in sex drugs and rock and roll. And he actually wakes up with the pigs one morning and uh, he uh, goes back to his dad and his dad accepts him with open arms. And the older brother is a little pissed off. It's always the older brother. And uh, he says, what about me? And he says, well, my son, he was lost, and now he's found. He was, he was dead. Now he's alive. Well, this is the story of the prodigal son here, and it's a song I wrote called "Fallen." Right down in this house I have dream so Made by the grave I was determined that the world Was going back Wound up inside the road for dead. Now I'm falling I'm falling Feeling so Low All I wanna do I was, the the I was the t-shirts out of All the wrong and right. I was my mom precious angels. I was my daddy's little man on I'm recording a gospel record actually in Nashville right now, and uh, uh Ray Cyrus is uh, going to be on that record. It was just like I mean, got to pinch myself. That's all of this tour, my lucky life because that's what it is, man. It really is. I I, I really do have to pinch myself also The uh, things I've got to do in life where life has taken me, you know, and uh, including my other job which is really been really entertaining me I was, uh, I didn't decide, I, I was gonna be a musician at first, you know, like from when I was 12, because it was my first love, you know, I love music, because you can, you can play in your, in your uh, room, especially it gets you through being a teenager, you know, and it's it's so immediate. And, uh, but uh, I got into, I was kind of torn, and I got into this class at the University of with. Mr. Cecil Pickett. I always call him Mr. Pickett, but he was—he was, he was a, my acting teacher. He was a, my brother's acting teacher as well, and as well as a bunch of people you wouldn't believe that uh, are still out there doing it. And uh, he taught acting as a craft. You know, it was something I—I I, I really became interested in what made people tick, and that's—that's that's the way he taught it. You know, by the walk this and that and the other. It was really inspired, but uh, about three weeks into that, I went down to audition at uh, what they used to call coffee houses back in the 60s and early 70s. And for those of you who don't know, it's not a Starbucks, <laughs> but uh, it nice. was like an extension of you know folk music or whatever. And uh, I auditioned for this lady, you know, singing, doing one of my songs, and she sat there by the door at her desk just, <laughs> And, uh, I played and you know, sweat's coming up and down my. just right right down, it's good. To but uh, I finished and she said, uh, What you have is uh, good for living rooms, but you never make it. So I uh, went out, put my guitar away in shame, and went on to my 1971 Chrysler Duster, Plymouth Duster. And I threw my guitar in the back, and I said, well, I guess it's acting. So, uh, I have to thank her, because who knows what happened. And in the meantime, welcome to my living room. Cheers. And I, I really I started out as a songwriter, because I knew I'd never shred a guitar, you know? So, uh, I started, it was a defense, you know? And at the time, it was like, Eleanor Rigby and, uh, you know, all the, these songs. So I wrote this song called, the uh, Poor old Mrs. Murphy. She died on Christmas Day. Her body, frozen stiff, was buried where it lay. Like, mm, uh, uh. So, That was the first song, and as you can see, I'm not playing it for you tonight. But, uh, but
2: uh, you know, I got also taking
0: uh, sitting there in my living room with it. I remember like uh, the night I heard on the radio with my parents in the front in, in the front seat. In the back about Buddy Holly and him taking off. And it, Buddy Holly, he was 24 when he died. Man, if he'd ooh, you he, may not have been a Beatles. But I just want to Okay. You haven't sung yet? Uh, this is a song. For all you bad little boys and girls out there, you know who you are, you know what you did, you know who knows what you did, and you know who you don't want to know what you did. Right? But it doesn't matter because this song is not about you, it's about me. Uh, I told him, you know, I had this kind of good man, bad boy thing going on. And when I was doing this little movie called Great Balls of Fire uh, about, about some years ago and uh, it, uh, Jerry Lee was one of my teachers. I didn't play piano before that. And then uh, there was this black blues dude Bo uh, Laura from Memphis, Tennessee. He, was, he taught me the blues. And he uh, he was over my shoulder the entire time going, You're getting it wrong, son! <laughs> he was also one of my teachers. He was uh, extremely generous. What a great guy. But this is good, Man, bad boy. He'd carry a pint, bottle of Sebrum 7, right here in his pocket, and in this pocket he would carry a 38 Special. <laughs> everybody was really nice to carry, they, they really were, and uh, but he's the killer man, he really truly really is, and he's still out there, everybody thought he'd be the first to go, but he's uh, I've mean, learned a whole lot from him. Um, I. I did the movie, I'm on cocaine school, but I will uh, tell you about that later on, and that wasn't his fault. But, 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 uh, we all have things, you know, it's like, man, bad
2: boy thing. But Here we go.
0: Very Song and you know, the girls and stuff and they're so talented and uh, they're so real. So my wife and I recently moved to Nashville and I just love it there. For you know, four years in L.A. I just love being there and it's like that. It's collegial. And read her book, man. You, I couldn't put it down. I read it in, in a day, 24 hours. I just couldn't put it down because I saw myself in it and I think everybody will. You know about hope. So screwed up life could be, and yet, you know, your dreams somehow are like, if you just keep at it, and you're true, and you're authentic, and that's what they are. Anyway, this is a song that I wrote about the, how, really the last couple of years, man, it's been, everybody is like been separated on different sides, and it's just like, I don't recognize the world that I grew up in, do you? I mean, it's like ridiculous. No matter what side of the aisle you're on, or whatever, it don't matter. It's just like there's polarization, and, and it's uh, you know, it's time for people to come together and be together. And you know, especially coming out of a whole town like this. It's, yes. uh, I wrote the song. It's called After the Fall. Don't uh, uh, no blame him. Go ahead and ring you know? Let's make things right. Bit stronger. After the fall. Thick red. How feel the fall, red? How the fear of being top And feel like nothing at all. And nobody cares. Goofy don't get you anywhere. Who said this world was ever fair? Most wow. time that I disconnected, can't have a thought that's not politically connected. I be told I'm frank. Turn the la- I mean, but I agree. Mean. Are you going to have a hand? Everything without saying the word love. It's about the way that love makes you feel. Whether wow. it's somebody you just fell in love with and you Why just know. Or if you've been with somebody and you love them so much that they're down in your bones. It's like that. It's like you don't have words for it, but you can point to it. And I I think that's with all the important stuff that's it's what we do. we, we point towards that the way it makes us feel, but like, anyway, it came out of a dream,
2: and it was a dream. Beautiful. Oh, gorgeous. you're gorgeous. years been married a year? So uh, oh, i Right, now. Yeah. Holding
0: me tight in the and fall me oh, we'll back in. On it, and was like Candy Tiger. talked to up, said she wanted to do it, and she called me back 15 minutes later, and said Chris, Chris Officer wanted to do it, and it was like for me when I was 17, you know, it was Chris, and you may not uh, know it or remember it, but Chris was like the top box office movie star with three years in a row in the '70s, you know, that's back when you had know, Al Pacino and, you know, and uh, but anyway, I go out there to. Uh, to the Studios out on the West Coast. That's where Dylan used to up in Malibu. Dylan and the band used to like record there. And I, that's where Chris is gonna do it. And I, uh, I walk into the studio there, and I, I walk into the wrong studio. And there's Neil Young. <laughs> said, hey, Neil. <laughs> <I'll bang> oh, <out. laughs> You know, they're two fools for school. I guess. But I go in and there's Chris, Chris doing my song, man, and it was like, God, he's the most wonderful person. What a soul! And uh, we go out, uh, we go out uh, to dinner afterwards, and uh, his wife says that nobody ever calls Chris because they think he's such a legend that you know he's not going to talk to them or he's not interested or whatever. And so uh, I got his number. Uh, and so i'm going to give it all to you so everybody can call Chris. how much he needs to hear it, you know so i went home that night and i wrote this song uh called please don't call me legend and i think it maybe applies to me too you yeah, know uh, you get this after you turn the air you, start, you uh, start getting this unwarranted respect you know that you never got before <laughs> not at home Never get it at home. Uh, but uh, anyway, here it is. Life-hearted. Please don't call me legend. A humble life's my It's got a beginning, a middle, but there still ain't no end to what i I might get to, I might just climb all up in the layers, plant the flag on a planet or two. But if you call me legend again, please wait until I'm in my tomb. And please don't treat me special, it makes me feel alone. How can I be a simple person now? Put me up on some throne. I quite capable of making my own mistakes and I'm not afraid of failure. If you call me legend again, I might just
2: have to see you later. everything? Who's got food's in it?
0: I guess. That's a good argument. That's all I know. I mean I don't know anything else I'm But this is a song that uh, I wrote with my mother uh uh thirty years ago. It's, yeah, it's thirty years ago, yeah. And uh I uh, kept it around, kept it around and I wrote it because I uh because I'd been to cocaine school and my, uh, my mom, my mom really worried about me in those 80s. You know, like the year after I finished doing Great Balls of Fire, I was in cocaine school. I had this band called The Eclectics and we actually, the night we got our record. we split up. And, and yeah, we really did. You ever see that movie, The Commitments? You know, where they just, like, where they make it and, they, and it was just like that. And uh, the next day, I was in cocaine school, and basically, I was the reason we broke up. I just could not have my shit together. I just did not. And, uh, but my mom worried about me, and uh, everybody should be so lucky to have like a lucky like mom. But I, yeah, I mean, you know, she was, uh, like, she was my rock, and she satisfied with me, have to but, uh, you know, it's, uh, uh, she would embarrass me to no end, you know. She'd, she'd say stuff like, you know, they uh, were driven for oil in Russia, and uh, they had coal in the ground, and they pulled the pipes out, and uh, they heard screams. They found hell. Uh, but, to, you know, everybody could freeze. But she was very, she was a very wise woman. She really was. Uh, she uh, and she got through a lot of things in life. She really did. But I wrote this song for her, and then when I I did a movie like 40 years later, and uh, it was about a, a guy who writes uh, a son who writes a song for her father. I can only imagine a movie I, I didn't, I still didn't see it. and And uh, so I got this song in the movie, and. Uh, and uh, But I had, didn't have a bridge for it, so I, 15 minutes, I went in my trailer, I rode a bridge, and uh, so it took me 30 years and 15 minutes to ride it. That's what that long story was about. But anyway, uh, I all called on my way to heaven. And it was a beautiful